You are listening to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast presented by Realm of the Mist Entertainment with your host, John Tolley. everyone and welcome to war of the stars a star wars podcast we are coming to you tonight from deep within the outer rim far beyond the watchful eyes of the galactic empire my name is john mark tolly and joining me as always is my co-host mr christopher stolly good you remembered my name <laughs> i did <laughs> Also joining us back again this time is Mr. Keith Zephyr. Keith, how you doing, man? Was that supposed to be a Palpatine impression? Because I I think it got lost in translation there. Hey, everybody. (laughs) It was my Mick Jagger. What, it didn't come across right? I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> oh, okay, some somebody call him up because I need I desperately need to have the actual Palpatine say that now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a mighty need. <laughs> Ian McDermott as Palpatine sings. <laughs> Lord Vader, you can't always get what you want. <laughs> but through the dark side, you get what you need. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we are just off the cusp of celebration just having ended, and people are still filing out of Chicago even as we speak, and we had a lot of stuff happen, and a lot of news, a lot of uh, announcements, but uh, the first thing that I wanted to start start with was one of the things that we didn't get. Um, and I know there's a lot of speculation, but we did not get any official news on an Obi-Wan movie or TV series. Which is and insane. I know there's a lot of speculation on that, but that was one thing we didn't get. Is that something you're surprised at? Or do you think that's something that they still haven't worked out all the details, so they didn't want to make an announcement officially right at this moment. I, I think they might be holding announcements about it back because they don't want to oversaturate it with so many announcements all at once. Because mm-hmm. we got a lot of stuff out of Star Wars Celebration so far. We got uh, Episode Nine title in the first teaser trailer. We got the Mandalorian announcement. We got Clone Wars Season 7. Um... <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order on the game side of things. We got a ton of stuff, and I feel like they're holding back announcing an Obi-Wan TV series, so they're they're not overshadowing some of the smaller stuff that they, they launched with yeah. uh, Star Wars Celebration. I'm I'm right there yeah. with Keith, I'm right there with Keith on that. I think I think the fact of the matter is is that Obi Wan announcing an Obi Wan either movie or TV series would just completely overshadow even Episode Nine. I think they yeah. would hold that until after Nine is released, and probably after they've mm-hmm. launched the uh, the stream service and gotten things like The Mandalorian. And you got to remember too, they didn't really talk about 
the Cassie and Andor's uh, <coughs> no, show that's supposed no, to be uh, happening no. on the stream service too. And I mean, that is officially announced. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. I think they 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 basically just announced <coughs> the things that are coming within the next because they didn't really talk about the Big Off and Weiss series or the um, uh, the. Ryan Johnson trilogy. They didn't really talk about those either. So I think you're right. I think they're talking. They, they basically were keeping it to the things that are coming out within the next year, you know, and, and kind of, you know, uh, held off on any big announcements for anything beyond that. At least that's my thought. No, I, I agree with you. I think I think uh, I think once they launch the streaming service and they, they really see how the Mandalorian's taken and uh you know, whether or not the Cassian one actually kicks off or not. And, of course, Season mm-hmm. 7 of Clone Wars, I think I think the floodgates for the next phase, for lack of a better term, of Star Wars will happen after Episode 9. They just don't want to take anything away from the ending of the saga. Yeah, yeah. Right now, that is I, their main focus. Which is a sound marketing yeah. strategy, you know? <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Um, the other thing is... <laughs> one of the big news news coming out um, that wasn't an announcement as far as a new movie was the fact that they said that they're going to be taking a bit of a on the movie side of things after episode nine. And uh, I personally think this is a pretty good idea as long as it's not too big. Of, um, what do you guys think and how long of a break do you think they should take as far as far as like a break between the, the end of this movie and the beginning of the next movies. Two years. Three yeah. years? Two years. Two years. Two years. I agree. 2021, I think, is a good good I, time for, for release. I think I think they definitely should slow down the production of movies. Um mm-hmm. you know, part part of part of the absence makes the heart grow fonder type thing. You gotta remember during the original trilogy and the mm. prequel trilogy, we waited three years between movies. Now, this this may be a selfish statement on my part. I've gotten a little spoiled on getting one every year or something like that. But I'm also getting older and longer in a tooth in the world. You know what I mean? So I kind of want to see as much Star Wars as I can before I'm put in the ground and made as worm food. So, you know. I'm sure there's plenty of Star Wars to come. I'm sure there is, but I want to be alive to see as much of it as I can before, you know, it's my time to rejoin the Force. So. Yeah. As that being said, maybe it's a little selfish, but I would definitely slow down to maybe every other year movies so they could give yeah. more quality to the scripts and, and everything else. But I wouldn't I wouldn't go back to that three plus years or 19 years waiting between one saga and the next. Oh, you no, know. no, definitely. Definitely not like definitely not the 19. You know, I think I think I, think I agree with you. Three is pushing it. Uh, but two is a good a good every other year. Um, for a movie, I think you know. And do you think they should just just stick with like the new trilogy, or do you think they should go back and start doing the 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 uh, the Star Wars stories again, the individual stories? Keith, you want to shoot at that one first? You know, I'm kind of torn on the whole Star Wars stories thing because. On the one hand, uh, Rogue One was amazing in in my yes. opinion. 
for for a Star mm-hmm. Wars, and that kind of sets the be- benchmark for what a Star Wars story should be. And I haven't actually been gotten a chance to to actually see Solo, but I have not heard very good things about it, which kind of scares me a little bit. I will say this, and I know that uh, Chris has his own opinion. To me, Solo was a a decent enough action movie, but it wasn't a... It didn't have the feel of a Star Wars movie to me. It it just was missing something. And I'm not one of those people that says, oh, because it didn't feel like Star Wars, it wasn't Star Wars. I, I it, was, it had Star Wars in it. It's considered a Star Wars. It's, I consider it a Star Wars movie, but it didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. It, yeah, it just it was missing something about it. it was just missing. Not that I didn't think it was. Not that I thought it was a horrible movie. It was an entertaining popcorn movie, but it didn't have that. To quote the French genesis about it. No, I'd, I'd, I'd get behind that. Uh, my my personal opinion of Solo was that it was probably one of the weaker of the Star Wars movies to date. Um, mm-hmm. Not for the exact same reasons that other people hated the movie. Uh, I actually didn't mind Alden Ehrenreich as, as Solo. I didn't mind uh, Donald Glover as Lando. He did a better job as Lando than I expected him to. Um, I just felt the story itself was kind of weak. And, of mm-hmm. course, there were certain characters in the film. I don't need to re-mention their names, but uh, yeah. I really, I, I would rather have the green space bunny be uh, remain canon forever than, uh, or, or as I stated the, uh, on Journal of the Jedi, the uh, Jar Jar's retarded half-cousin uh, be canon than some of the characters that were in Solo. <laughs> but that doesn't, yeah. to me, that doesn't mean, look, I, I'll put it this way. Do I wish every Star Wars movie was Empire Strikes Back quality and success? Sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, in reality, is every film going to be a masterpiece? No. We're going to get stinkers no. here or there, and I'm fine with that. That doesn't mean that the the, yeah. the, the franchise is dead and gone. So, oh, to me, could no. they could they bring back a Star Wars story uh, standalone film? Sure. But if I were to make a suggestion on it, stop with the origin stories. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I would agree. Part of the fun of Rogue One was that it was expanding on the story, not showing us something that we pretty yeah. much already knew. Yeah. They basically a sit from the opening crawl of A New Hope and made an entire movie out of it. Exactly. Yeah. I, and, I mean... Yeah, that yeah. was part. And of as far, of I mean, as far as as far as solo goes, my biggest thing was it's it's the movie no one asked for. No one was asking for a Han Solo movie because we already knew everything we wanted to know about Han Solo already. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, personally, I didn't. I didn't. You know, need to know where he came from. I didn't want to know anything. I knew everything about Han Solo. I already needed to know through the first uh, four through the first four films, from episode four through episode seven. I knew everything I needed to know about Han Solo. 
So, well, I mean, but anyway, I mean, you can expand on him, sure. Uh, the same way you can yeah. expand on Luke. Yeah. Um, like a Star a Star Wars story, I would love to see is Luke after Jedi before Force Awakens. Granted, we'd have to get somebody mm-hmm. other than Mark Hamill to play the role, and I've advocated before for Sebastian Stan because he looks like a younger yes. Mark Hamill. Uh, but mm-hmm. regardless of here or there, that's a Star Wars story I'd love to see. Tell me the story of the thirty years between six and seven. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Tell us the story. I mean, if, if you go even further, you know, tell us the story of the rise, the rise and fall of the New Republic. Yeah. Exactly the ri- the you rise know? of the first order the the first appearance of the Knights of Ren. Give us uh, yeah. which which was the Star Wars. You know, Sorry, and and the Luke Star Wars story with uh, Kylo Ren, like young Ben Solo, arriving at the um, well, Luke's temple. Well, how about this? And this is some. This is another period that you can touch on in Star Wars story. The period between um, the end of Empire and the uh, Return of the Jedi. You're talking about like Shadows a, of the Empire. I mean, you don't have to do exactly Shadows of the Empire, but still, you can make a movie that takes place during that time period. Oh, you no, can you make absolutely can, yeah. Of, the, of the, the rebels on the run and, you know, that whole thing of that whole time period. There's all kinds of time periods you can do. You can even... Hell, give us, a, star, give us a Star Wars story of the many Bothans that died to get us this plan. These plans. Yes, Rogue One too. <laughs> the many Bothans. That would be cool, actually, because uh, one yeah. of the things about Rogue One that I always got to kick out of is a lot of people were confused by Rogue One that I that I talked to. Yes. You know, where they were like, "Wait a minute, they look or, human." I thought they were Bothans. No, 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 no. Those are the plans for the second Death Star. I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but a lot of people I knew that, like, I, I would say are fair-weather Star Wars fans, confused which <laughs> which spies stole which plans. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, 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 guys. Guys, the Rogue One story was the help me, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope Death Ooh. Star. Right. Yes. The Bothans were the second Death Star. Yes. So to answer your question, yes, I think they should definitely continue with the uh, with the trilogy films, the, the saga, the new saga films, for lack of a better term. But I don't see yeah. a reason why they couldn't. Whether they will or not, I don't mm-hmm. know. But I don't see why they couldn't return yeah. to uh, a Star Wars story. It's just like I said, I would stay away from individual character origin because yeah. most of us in the forty plus years that Star Wars has been around. We know all we need to know about these characters, unless you want to dip into maybe some secondary characters like Nine Nub or IG88 or Bosk. That might be interesting, yeah. but the main the mainstay characters like Luke, Han, Leia, Chewie, we know their stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other news, and I know a lot of people are already starting to jump the gun on this one, is Kathleen Kennedy announcing that they were going to be doing more stuff with the Old Republic. And already a lot of people are already starting to speculate, even though she has not officially said anything about a movie or a TV show, people are already starting to speculate with that. And I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think, we've said before that we think the Benioff and Weiss movie will be Old Republic. Do you think we're getting more, we'll be starting getting more stuff for the Old Republic? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think that's a, that's a fair assumption. Because yeah. it's definitely a, a nice place for them to go in the Star Wars canon. 
uh, yeah. now that now that most of the extended universe is considered an alternate legends canon, it, it's it's there's room for them to tell a lot more stories with the old republic. Yeah. Well, and now now that the uh, um, the main saga is coming to an end, I think it's almost a good idea for them to go like, okay, we, we've gone this far into the future. Now let's go back. You know, let's go back to the old republic and tell those stories because they have so many stories. I mean, you know, as as not only Lucas said in the tra- in the uh, teaser trailer, but Obi Wan said in A New Hope. You have a thousand generations of Jedi Knights to of their history to tell and their stories to tell, and you, know, you have all these you know thousands upon thousands of years to to tell these stories. So I mean, why not go back to the old Republic and you know hear those stories? See, I've advocated from day one when Benioff and Weiss were announced to do do uh, a, at the time a series of, of films. For Star Wars, I was the first one to advocate for the longest time. You don't hire the guys from Game of Thrones and not do the Old Republic. Um, but the, the the Old Republic seems to be a safe play for Disney in my mind. Now, now you and I talked about this the other day about like um, if they do it. Uh, obviously, Benioff and Weiss are, are expecting backlash, and and as we agreed, it's because they won't go beat for beat the Knights of the Old Republic uh, video games and the Knight, the, the Old Republic MMO and they won't go beat for beat of the stories of the comics and stuff like that from Legends, you know, they're going to create their mm-hmm. own their own narrative but the reason I say it's a safe play is it's something familiar within Star Wars but it's not bogged down to must tie into current storylines Right, and yeah. it's also a great yeah. opportunity for them to bring some of that stuff from the extended universe back into the can- main canon fold. So they don't necessarily have to do it beat for beat story wise, but they can draw a lot of inspiration from that. And it, it, that's yeah. good from a writing standpoint to have. I lots think of I, additional material to draw off of. Yeah, I I think the 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 one thing that they do need. To- to do is, and I think we can all agree that they need that with this, with this potential, with these movies, potential movies, they need to make Revan canon. Well, it doesn't have to be exactly like like the the video games, but I think for this to be successful, Revan has to be made put made canon. You can't you can't do Old Republic without Revan. Uh, you could you could yeah. you could live without Bastille. You could live without Malak. You could live without a majority of the characters within with uh, within the Old Republic era. But it just yeah. it it wouldn't be you wouldn't even be able to establish it as an Old Republic uh, time frame without Revan in some way, shape, or form. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Now the question is is how much of the old game. Do they borrow from at all? If at all, I mean, do we get the Mandalorian War? Do we get the Jedi Civil War? You know, what do we get from this? Or do we get something completely different? Do we get a completely different story? I think we get, I think if, if it goes the way I think it would go, I think we get a fresh new take on Revan, Revan's redemption. Mm-hmm. You know, so so movie one or episode one would be us following a soldier, scoundrel, whatever, just waking up not knowing his backstory. Mm. And then later find out the reveal that he was the most 
terrifying Sith in that time frame, aka Revan. You know, um, that that's that'll be interesting. You know, yeah. obviously not doing it the exact same way they did it within the the Knights of the Old Republic video games, but I, I see that being the smart way of bringing the character in because then Revan's your main story character, and yeah. you're kind of following yeah. his his redemption or however way they want to play it. Yeah, It'd be a nice way to play it. That would yeah, that would be, and of course we have the. Um, We've already talked about the yet-to-be-titled Ryan Johnson movie, uh, which is, I think that's going to be interesting considering they've already said it's going to, do, I mean, not even take place in the same galaxy. Um, that's going to be interesting how they do that, you know, because I think a lot of people would say, well, if it's not in the same galaxy, how is it Star Wars? Yeah, um, that's I mean, the only backlash I can... I mean... You know, did, did, did... You got to remember, even in the Legends world, we've traveled outside the Star Wars galaxy and seen yeah. things like the Chiss, who are now canon again, thanks to Thrawn. Yeah. And of course, you know, the, the dare I invoke the un, unholy names of the Yuzan Bog. Yeah. You know, so tr- there is existence of life and, and, and civilization beyond the galaxy we know in Star Wars, so it's not unheard of. How is it not still Star yeah. Wars if we just step out of one galaxy wall into another? Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still going to be interesting, and it, it's what's really going to be interesting is how the fandom takes it after... Because a lot of people are still salty over Last Jedi, and particularly with the way Ryan Johnson uh, did the movie. So it's going to be interesting for me to see how the fandom takes an entire trilogy by Ryan Johnson. I think, um, and and Keith, you can correct me on this yourself, I think the fandom will be a little bit more lenient to Ryan Johnson uh, in his own trilogy, Unhindered. Uh, because mm-hmm. and, and the reason I think so is, I think part of the backlash that that Ryan Johnson dealt with was the fact that he was handling established characters that were so beloved by people mm-hmm. that they couldn't understand how those characters got into those positions. Yes, I'm mostly talking about Luke Skywalker, which was a main part yeah. of his backlash. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that they didn't yeah. really understand uh, Ryan's vision. Now, you give him all yeah. new characters for us to, to get to know and start from the beginning with, and a whole new scenario where we don't sit there and go like, well, that didn't happen in the previous movies. What the fuck? You know, or whatever. I think we're going to be able to see the guy who made Looper really shine, and, mm-hmm. and, and then we'll finally be like, oh, you know what? He is good at doing a Star Wars movie. Yeah, pretty, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. I do. Uh, I agree, too. I agree, too. Also, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of the backlash came from uh, Ryan Johnson was um, working with the stuff that was left left for him to work with by J.J. Abrams from uh, with uh, yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah. So a lot less wiggle room there to, to continue a story, especially when you're picking up a story off of somebody else. Yeah. And we don't know, like, what 
JJ like told him as far as okay this is my, this is my vision for the story going forward don't do this 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 and this you know we don't know what that conversation was so right we you know we we don't know what you know if Ryan Johnson was just told okay here's the net, here's the first movie we want you to write the second movie and go you know go but so we don't know what that conversation was if there was a conversation um which of course brings me to um we got to remember episode 9 episode you got to remember too episode 9 had a different director so besides you had what, yeah. what uh Abrams established in Force Awakens Johnson was originally writing his script to fit what 9 was supposed to be with that director yeah you know yeah. I, I I forget who the director oh, was supposed yeah. to be but uh um, yeah I don't remember either you know, it was. It wasn't until but, pretty much uh, Last Jedi was in theaters that that director was gone, and it was announced that Abrams would be completing the saga. The new, yeah. So, and do you think? I mean, with some of the things you saw, do you think um, how much? Are you, how much do you think with Episode Nine will be? I won't say retconning, but I but I'd say making changes in making some of the decisions that Ryan Johnson made in Last Jedi makes sense. JJ, what now. is one of the things that J.J. Abrams is most famous for? No, don't say lens flare. <laughs> Aw. That's like the best Darn. number one option. He he was famous for a TV show called Lost. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody who followed that show, whether you're a fan or not, J.J. Abrams loved throwing red herrings. He loved mm. throwing misdirection in that in that in his stories. Let six ways from Sunday, where you get you get to almost like the uh, the M Night Shyamalan reveal in, in the Sixth Sense when things start coming together. I yeah. am going to voice the unpopular opinion here, and I think that JJ has been the mastermind through all three of these films, and I think he's been setting up. I think I think Ryan Johnson did exactly what JJ wanted him to do. Ray's parents mm-hmm. being nobodies, and, and the Knights of Ren not being, you know, addressed, and all Luke being the way Luke was, were all intentional under JJ's plan. And JJ's plan is not to retcon, but to red herring. They were misdirections. Mm. But the big thing, the big question you're going to be asking when you're watching Episode Nine is which were retcons and which were red herrings. That's that's the thing that's going to mm. mess with your head. But I think they were. I think everything yeah. done was intentional. I could, I could get behind that that theory. I can too. Yeah. Some, yeah, of, I some can of my too. favorite things about the Last Jedi were the were the subversion of tropes. Like I, I loved how when they started everything off and Ray is handing Luke his lightsaber. I loved that his first reaction was to take it and throw it over his shoulder. That was great. It was such yes. a subversion of the trope that every everything everybody was expecting was like, oh, he's going to take the lightsaber back and like, yes, let's go train and do like all the Jedi stuff yeah. and whatever. I loved that he took it and tossed it over his shoulder and walked away. It was great. Yeah. Well, it was very it much. Was, it was, it very... was basically right off the bat telling the audience that this is not going to go the way that you think it's going to. Hey, yeah. that was a line in the movie. <laughs> I see what you did there, but for me, it was it was almost 
it was what almost what in a way what Yoda did to Luke. I kind of Luke had to beg Yoda to, to to basically teach him. Yeah, and that's basically what she had to do. It was, I think. Yeah, I, Can I, we also point out that Luke was just as much of a troll in training Ray as Yoda was training him? You know what? My favorite scene in the whole entire time is when he gives her her first lesson. He has her sitting on the rock, and he's telling her to reach out with the Force. And she puts her hand yes. out, and the first thing he does is start tickling her hand with the goddamn uh, leaf reed. You know, that that was, I was I was laughing so hard in the theater at that. You know, <laughs> you know what my thought with that was? Mark Hamill. <laughs> it no, wasn't Luke, with, it was Mark. My thought with that scene was, you can definitely tell who trained Luke. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You oh, can just imagine yeah. Obi Wan's Obi Wan and Yoda's Force ghosts standing off to the side, watching Luke train Rey, and Obi Wan's just face palming the whole time, and Yoda's cackling in the background. Well, it, it, in no way, in no way is that shown any less than what you're talking about than the deleted scene of the third actual uh, lesson. Where uh, mm-hmm. Luke shows that uh, these these uh, ships were coming across to the uh, caretaker's <coughs> village, and then all of a sudden the uh, the village is like alight with fire and everything, and and Ray is led. Luke has Ray believe that you know those are raiders coming to to kill <coughs> and destroy and 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 stuff of that nature, and she goes barreling ass as she sees the the the, the fires coming from the village in the distance to go save the caretakers and. She breaks into the village and finds out it's a goddamn festival, and there's Luke standing in the background just laughing. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that yeah. that is a deleted scene. You can see that at the end of the uh, on the Blu-ray, you know, sp- uh, the second disc or whatever. You know, so I really but wish I, they would have left that I, in the movie. I definitely agree with you that I'm pretty sure everything that happened in the Last Jedi was intended to happen the way it happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see how how they're addressed and how, like, how these how these big you know, events are addressed, you know, especially because they've said that there's going to be a, a, a period of time that has passed. No idea how long it is. But uh, JJ did say that a period of time has passed between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Well, here, here's one for you. It's kind, it's kind of a more conspiracy theory than, than, than anything else. But do you get the impression, at least I get the impression of it anyway, that Ryan Johnson was kind of hung out to be the heel? That it was placed out before him like, I need the film to go from this point to this point because of Episode 7 and Episode 9. And yeah. you're going to catch a lot of backlash for it. I need you to shoulder that and just, you know, stand defiantly that this was this was your vision until mm-hmm. all of it is revealed. Almost, almost like, do you feel that Ryan Johnson is a scapegoat? And the reason I ask that is the fact that he does have a trilogy coming. He has fought back with fans and and defiantly stood by his his creation. Where yeah. most other fan films would be like, you know, or not fan films, directors would be like, you know, it, it's what I thought was right. I'm sorry you guys didn't agree. Ryan is adamantly, no, this is the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. 
Do you almost get the impression that he was told by Disney and, and Lucasfilm, look, you're going to have to shoulder this heat for a while? Po- it's po- Yeah, possible. That's always a possibility. I don't know. You know better than me about uh, whether or not somebody's playing it being a heel. It's <laughs> kind of where I was going with it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. That's, it's, a, it's Like I said, it's always the possibility um, but as far as, I mean, what another one of the complaints I, a lot of people, I've, I've heard some people say was how dark Last Jedi was, that there was, there was no fun in it. There was no, and I point to them, uh, Empire Strikes Back, anyone? Yeah. That was a very dark, I mean, for the Star Wars movie, that was a, one of the darker Star Wars movies of the original Super, trilogy. It was super dark. Look, some of the some uh, most successful Star Wars Han, films are the ones Han that are dark. Literally, even, cut open an animal and shoved Luke inside of it to save him from dying of hypothermia. You don't get well, much darker than that. Well, even even Lucas himself had said, when you're making a trilogy, the second movie and the second movie and the first movie you introduce the characters, the second movie you put them in the worst possible situation you could find them in, and the third movie you resolve it all. It's the hero's journey. Exactly. Like, yeah, and that's exactly what... There, there's a formula, guys. Yeah, even even the even the prequels did the same thing. And as, as bad as episode two did, was, that's what it set up. It set, set up your heroes in the worst possible situation you could find them in. And then like, three... Like in love that waterfalls in Naboo. Exactly. And bitching about sand. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which just off... Off, off topic right now, the guy at Celebration who wore the the uh, the burlap sand sack bag. with sand on it was brilliant. Especially getting the, the picture with Hayden Christensen. <laughs> that was awesome. Please tell, please tell me Hayden at least had a look on his face like, oh god, I, I hate this. <laughs> uh, he was smiling in the pic. It was, yeah, smiling. It but like he did he get a bunch of other ones. To. He did get a bunch of other ones with uh, Anakin um, cosplayers where they're like, he's got his fists up like they're getting ready to fight and Anakin's got his lightsaber like he's ready to take him out. <laughs> no, the, the, one of the things that made me thrill, I know we're talking about a previous celebration. One of the things that made me thrilled is when they actually brought Hayden Christensen out and the fandom finally gave Anakin the respect, uh, Hayden the respect that I think he's due. Um, yeah. You know, for for a split it, second, talking about the the prequel trilogy, because we're supposed to be on celebration, and the, the the news moving forward, I always thought Hayden got a lot of uh, unnecessary heat. It's not his fault how he oh, was no. told to deliver the lines and how wooden <laughs> the lines were, but his facial expressions were extremely believable oh, yeah. of a of a yeah. of a boy struggling with his powers and his emotions <laughs> to the point of pure hatred. One of my favorite scenes from Hayden in any of the movies is actually from what I consider to be the worst of the Star Wars movies, episode two, and no lines were delivered. It was the scene in the Tusken Raider village after his after his mother dies. You see every emotion go through his face right of the dark side right there, and he doesn't mm-hmm. utter a line. It's all in the eyes. Mm-hmm. You see anger you see pain you see anger you see suffering you see hatred as and it just right there and like i said not a line is uttered and that is the mark of an amazing actor 
so when he came when he came out on stage at celebration to a standing ovation, I I, I felt very proud to be a Star Wars fan at that moment because I'm like, yeah. you know what? It's about time somebody gave him the respect. Yeah, and I feel the same way. And even though I was not a fan of her character, when Mary when uh, Mary Tran came out and the audience applaud, uh, gave her an ovation. Oh yeah, Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran. I felt the same way. I'm not a fan of the character, but. The personal attacks that were gonna get done against her by so-called fans are just so. To yeah, see her get that respect, get that respect to say, you know, hey, we may not like your the character, but you're still part of the Star Wars family. Well, see that that's part of the things that Star Wars fans need to remember. I mean, you look at people like Ahmed Best who played Jar Jar Binks, or Jake mm-hmm. Lloyd who was young Anakin. The fandom and how much hatred they gave those those people because of the characters they played is mm-hmm. so disgraceful it drove Ahmed almost to the point of suicide and God knows yeah. the fucked up damage in Jake Lloyd's head. Uh, he oh, quit yeah. acting. Well, I know he quit acting, but his life has been a spiraling mess ever since. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's a it's a damn shame. These people are still human beings. They're still people at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. 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 You know, so I think I think fandom the fandom I love I love Star Wars to death but I think the fandom does need to tone it down a little bit and remember that these people aren't the actual characters, characters. that we love or hate yeah. these are human beings at the end of the day that are paid to do a job yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah. remember it it's never the act well I shouldn't say never but it's seldom the actor of the character that makes the character what they are right it could yeah. be it could be yeah. the character the way the character was written it they, could be they sell the character but the, the, they're not the ones who are dictating what that character is supposed to be mm-hmm. yes yes and remember mark Unless Hamill you're samuel is... l jackson in which case yeah. you're, you're always dictating what that character is supposed to be <laughs> yes yes but but remember mark Hamill is not luke skywalker okay He's the Joker. <laughs> no, nope, now everybody he's, knows. No, nope, now he's I Chucky. I still love the uh, the conversation that Mark Hamill did of the Joker between the Joker and Luke. Yeah, uh, at, at a con a number of years yeah. ago. Yes. Well, don't forget now he's uh, the, now he's the voice of Chucky. So you want to oh, play? Yes. Yeah, that's going to be terrifying. That is going to oh. be terrifying. I think that's going to... You know what? I, I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I know that Mark Hamill is a human being, and like all human beings, he uses profanity, but most everything I ever watch Mark Hamill in, he never drops, you know, dirty words and stuff. Chucky is a foul mouth character. I think it's going to ruin me to hear Mark Hamill drop the F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> like, my... T- <laughs> Never have I uttered the phrase "it's going to ruin my childhood," but I think that would actually ruin my childhood. <laughs> like, not Luke. Hearing, Mark, hearing Luke, Luke Skywalker <laughs> drop the f bomb, you'd be like, "No!" <laughs> my wife is constantly saying that profanity is best used as a verbal slap in the face. Yeah, it is most effective when it is not used very often. Yeah, <laughs> she constantly makes fun of me because I'm constantly swearing. There you go. Yeah, I'm the same way. You're you're ex-military. That that that's just how we are. Oh, not ex. Oh yeah, you're still current, aren't you? Yep. That's right. I, my apologies. Yes. So you're current, and I'm ex-navy, and I grew up in Philly. 
I never had a chance at a clean vocabulary. Uh, I, I am, I am yeah. current military with a, and I'm also a military brat. I never had a chance. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. Then then you had me over here that grew up in the Midwest and Illinois in a uh, religious home. So I'm just the opposite of you guys. Just don't put them around any farm animals. Wow. <laughs> Cliffs and Velcro gloves. That's all he needs. Wow. <laughs> that went off the rails quick. There you go. Back to celebration. <laughs> yes, back to celebration. So, some, uh, I, I don't know if it came out with celebration or if it was just Star Wars news that tangentially came along with it. Uh, there's been a lot of news coming out about the Disneyland parks. Uh, Galaxy's Edge setup yeah. that they're building right now. Yes. And one of the things that I got really excited about is uh, somebody put out a article about how they're going to have a basically build-your-own-lightsaber mm-hmm. setup at the parks. And that looks pretty cool. At first, I was like, okay, yeah, it's probably going to be like those cheapo plastic things. But I read the article about it uh, from the guy who actually like went out and got to like try it as the trial run or whatever. He described the weight of the thing as comparable to an old style mag light. Ooh. Which really made me super excited about it because I'm like, that that's some heft to it. Yeah. Like my my ultra sabers lightsaber doesn't weigh that much. I it's was, still got pretty good heft to it, and it's nice and sturdy, and it's, it's like aircraft aluminum. It's great, but it doesn't weigh the same as an old-style maglite. Yeah. See, I think I think my replica Vader saber, which is a Force effects, uh, you know, and all, I think it does have that weight, but I think it has that weight when it has the blade in it. When it when I take the blade out and it's just the hilt, I, I think That's, I think it's just a little bit lighter than than a maglite. As so far that, as I remember from the article, this guy was talking just the hilt weighed like the maglite. Jesus. Which is super wow. awesome. And you were, you were saying that there's going to be a lot of details to it, including picking your own kyber crystal and, and, and stuff. Oh, oh. yeah. The, in, the, in the article, it explained how that's going to work as well. And I got really excited for it because you get to pick your color for the kyber crystal. However, the type and cut of the kyber crystal it remains a mystery up until you open the little pod it comes in to put it oh. in your blade I have a question can we make it bleed you know that was something I was thinking of too like I get a, I get a yellow lightsaber crystal and I just turn around and pour my hatred like I'm like maybe it's something that like reacts to hand heat or something and when you open your hand it's all of a sudden a red crystal I I don't know. I feel like that would be a thing to ask uh, the people who run it and see if they can implement it later. But I don't think that's the intent behind it. But hey, that oh, sounds man. pretty cool. I'm sure they could do it. Well, it would, it would fit with Technology. current canon. It would fit with current yeah. canon on how a Sith saber is created. <coughs> uh, because in for those that don't know, in the legends, it, uh, the reason Sith lightsabers were red is because they it red was not something that came from a natural uh, kyber crystal that was a synthetic crystal they they were yeah. they were manufactured instead of naturally grown but in current canon 
what it is is that the Sith user, their dark side user, pours their malice, their hatred, their 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 dark side energies into the crystal, causing the crystal to bleed. Yeah, and what another thing is that makes it I think I like even better is to get that crystal. The Sith has to kill a Jedi to take his crystal and then turn that crystal into his own. Mm-hmm. So he can't just, you know, go to some, some place and grab a, crystal, a random crystal. No, he has to take it from a Jedi. I don't think the Kyber crystals for the Disney parks are going to work that way because think of oh, the children. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> well, no, no, you're, you're right. I'm not talking about going out and killing Jedi and taking their crystal, but I'm saying, like, you get your crystal and, you know, say the, 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 wor- the park the... worker asks if you want to be a Jedi or Sith, and if you say Sith, then they hand you a crystal that actually reacts to, like, heat activation, like your hand. So they tell you, okay, take that crystal, hold it in your hand, and just be mad. Be mad. Be mad. Be mad. And then you open your hand and the crystal's red. Well, you just I took mean, away all my... pretty cool. You just took away all my fun, Chris, of going out and killing a Jedi. <laughs> I didn't insert, say you could. I was thinking the, of the, the children. scene from Revenge of the Sith with uh, Anakin igniting his lightsaber in in amongst the younglings. Oh, we had to go to the youngling thing. <laughs> that poor little kid. Master Skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> uh, uh, single tear. We find out this whole time he was Snoke. <laughs> Wasn't that a fan was... theory for a while? Uh, yes. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I think that was a theory for a while that that, that little boy survived Anakin and grew up to be Snoke. <laughs> what? Oh man! And but no, like, I'm super. I am super excited for the whole build your own lightsaber uh, thing at the yeah. park because uh, the the way they were talking about it. Uh, is as far as the lightsaber parts for like building the hilt, uh, they have four different types of kits. Uh, I can't remember the names of them off the top of my head, but um, they, they they cover a, a pretty wide range of the the Jedi and Sith archetypes mm. for for the the different parts kits that you'll get. Well, I can pretty much guess that we'll get the Anakin slash Vader style style hilt, and we'll get oh, the yeah. we'll get the Luke slash uh, uh, Obi one style hilt because their their hilts were very similar to each other. For I would the build your own for the build your owns. I think that they have like a a different selection of parts that are that are more their own that might uh, mimic some of the parts of the uh, main canon hilts. The main cannon hilts themselves, uh, according to the article, are, are like sold separately. Like you can buy a fully complete main cannon hilt, looks just like everything from the the movies. Yeah. Se- uh, separately, or you can elect to go with the build your own. Well, see, because and, of the fact and, you could buy force effect lightsabers or whatever, I would definitely, if it were me, I would definitely go for the custom build. Right. Oh yeah. I don't know if the blades that they, they that you can get for them are combat ready. Like some of the uh um ultra sabers or um I know there's a lot of different lightsaber c- companies and groups out there 
I, I, I default to Ultra Sabers because that's what I buy for my stuff. Well, I was going to say there's there's no there's nothing that says that once these uh, these things are coming out in production and people are actually you know buying and creating their own lightsabers, there's nothing to say that that uh, that like Ultra Saber or something else uh, company doesn't get a hold of these things and find a common ground in them and build battle ready blades that you could purchase yeah. to put in your custom builds. Yeah, that, I, that I could actually, be a I, market. I, I would probably think that within a couple of years uh, after the, the this part of the parks opens, we'll start to see probably some listings on Ultra Sabers and some of those other internet saber sites of battle-ready blades that are built to fit <coughs> those hilts. Mm-hmm. I would not be the least bit surprised. In fact, I would almost think it would be stupid of, of companies like Ultra Saber to not do it. Because it almost seems yeah. like a gold mine. All you're building is a blade. Yeah. Yeah. And they sell individual blades on uh, most of these companies sell individual blades on their sites already. Um so it would it would really just be a changing up the size at least a little slightly. Of course, I, I don't have one of these hilts from the build your own store at Disney to, to test it, but there is a possibility that uh, their ready made blades already will fit. It's possible. There, there's a distinct possibility there. That is true, but that's what I'm saying. If if not, then after after these things start coming out, like I'm sure somebody from Ultra Saber or whatever will go to Disney, get a custom lightsaber built just to be able to bring back and say, "Hey, can we make a blade for this?" Hmm. And then find out there's a market for it. But you know, neither here nor there. Yeah. Either way, we're looking at it. I'm sure it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> oh no. The, the blades no. are generally actually a lot cheaper than the hilts on uh, the for for some of the lightsabers. Well, no, I was meaning I was meaning the custom hilts at the Disney Disney shops. Oh uh, yeah, those are probably not going to be cheap. You, you're probably yeah. looking at a couple hundred just to even do it. I definitely oh, yeah. know that I want to plan a trip to uh, uh, Disneyland or Disney World soon once those shops get up and running. Well, that maybe actually I'll, that Maybe leads... I'll capitalize on my next Yellow Ribbon trip. There you go. Well, that leads us actually to our next little discussion, which is um, they have already announced next that Celebration will be happening next year. Uh, they're foregoing the typical thing that they have done in the past of doing it every other year, and next year will be in Anaheim. I wonder probably, why. Probably at Galaxy's Edge. True. True. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that is because they in the past they've always done this kind of every other year thing of, you know, it was pretty much since 1999. I I don't think there's been. Maybe the first couple of years they might have done it right after the other, but for the most part, it's always been a every other year thing. So yeah, that kind of must make me wonder why they're doing it. It's got to like be more this. than Galaxy's Edge because Galaxy's Edge goes live this year, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. So soon, soon actually. Like I'm pretty sure within the next couple of months. <clears throat> so I mean, okay, they're going to do it at Galaxy's Edge, sure. But it's not for Galaxy's Edge, so it does make you wonder. I think it. I think it's going to be exactly what what we were talking about earlier, which is like after Episode Nine. That's when we're going to get the floodgates of the next phase of Star Wars. It's probably going to be so at too. Celebration. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. You know, and by then they'll have at least some footage cut of whatever the next movie's going to be. Uh, the next phase of TV shows, cartoons, comics, books, whatever, will all be ready and probably already in production, if not uh, completed. And then it's like, okay, guess what? This is what Star Wars will be now. And everybody at Star Wars Celebration will be sporting their brand new custom lightsabers. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Great marketing strategy. It is. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Disney here. I know. I know. We always make the joke about the the, the mouse overlord and and buying everything and you know corruption. They're corruption, a marketing corruption. powerhouse. But like that's a reason for the whole joke came about. That that's yeah. exactly where I was going. Is they are masterminds of marketing. Mm-hmm. You they know. Cha- they changed copyright law to keep Mickey Mouse from going into the public domain. That's true. Wow. I think there's only one thing on this planet that has as much, if not more, slightly more merchandise than Mickey Mouse, and that may be the Kiss Army. (laughs) Yeah. Because Gene Simmons' fucking cheap ass throws the Kiss name on everything. You know, we, we joke about like Spaceballs a flamethrower There probably is a Kiss flamethrower <laughs> I know there's a There's a boring company flamethrower <laughs> God bless Elon Musk <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, man, oh. that man comes up with some of the stupidest ideas And says you know what Fuck it let's go for it <laughs> Well, on uh, that wonderful note, uh, Celebration has come and gone, and we got a lot of news. Uh, Not going to really go over the trailer. We already did that on uh, Journal of the Jedi, so I think we pretty much went through that with a fine-toothed comb. The the episode nine trailer, yeah, but we didn't we didn't really get the chance to talk about Mandalorian episode seven or yeah. or uh, well, let's take a little bit of a of a break uh, commercial, and when we come back, we'll dig into the uh, some of the other trailers that dropped and stuff we saw. All right, we'll do that. Be back in a few minutes. Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it... We can overthink it. Think to the brink. Available on all podcast platforms. Hey everyone, this is John Tolley, fighting you to check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host Christopher Stolley discuss the news and theories surrounding one of the largest movie franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday at 8 as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM and wherever fine podcasts are heard. You know, when you need CBD, vape juice, or a new mod, 
go to Vince Scorpion, 10859 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 1116. They are formerly known as East Coast Vapor. They have all your needs, all the equipment, all the juice. And hey, while you're there, sit down, enjoy a beer, your own, and just hang out with a bunch of cool people. So guys, if you really need your next vape machine, or maybe you just want to try a lovely uh, juice, make sure you hit up Vape Scorpion. That's 1085 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. Or give a call to 215-464-8273. Oh yeah, and make sure you let them know that Realm of the Mist Entertainment sent you. He said that she said, how dare you say that? That's offensive. Well, someone's gonna say it. It had to be said with Venus. Catch the live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. Guest us weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content, sexual content, trigger warning. Do you dare say it? Hi, my name's Chris, and I'm here to tell you about Realm of the Mist podcast. Realm of the Mist podcast, we talk about all the great entertainment things from movies, books, comic books, and many other forms of entertainment, as well as politics, current events, and just general humor and having a good time. If you're looking for a podcast that is right up your alley, look no further than Realm of the Mist podcast here on anchor.fm or where fine podcasts can be heard. Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello, and say that the guys from RadioCast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3333. Three-eyed turtle? Is that alright? <laughs> a fucking a three-eyed turtle. Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? Well, join us for After Hours, where everything is funny, at least to us. On Anchor.fm, and where quality podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? <laughs> I don't know. The FCC started this shit. It's their fucking fault. Hey everyone, this is Dak. This is Liam. And this is White People Shit. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe you're buying week. I'm straight and strong. It means twice a week, you douche. Oh. Yeah, listen to us twice a week. On White People Wednesdays, we talk about gay stuff, zombies, superhero sex positions. And on Feature Peep Fridays, we interview the Feature Peep of the Week. Yeah, like a fucking free. Just search WPS Podcast and look for the white dude in red pajamas. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, where else you get your podcasts. We believe in equal opportunity humor, where all things can be made fun of. So if your feelings hurt and you're offended, you can always eat a dick. 
And welcome back. And uh, as we were talking about before, we are got not only the episode nine trailer, but we got some other trailers too. And I finally got a look at the uh, Clone Wars trailer. And wow. That's all you have to say. Wow. That was. And not quite as good as the Emperor cackling, but hearing Maul. At the end was oh, I heard that voice. I'm like, wait a minute, I recognize that. Oh, hands down, one of my favorite villains of the Star Wars canon. Maul has been for like. Now we talking about the. Saw him in the Phantom Menace. Well, I was about to say, are we talking about the uh, the uh, uh, Ray Parks Maul, or are we talking about the Sam Witwer voice acting of of Maul? Honestly, both. The character, just as a whole, has been one of my favorites. Because his silent ruthlessness in The Phantom Menace, and then actually like getting to know the deeper lore behind his character in later canons, like, uh, if I remember correctly, he popped up in a few episodes of Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in Rebels and Clone Wars, yeah. And... Getting getting to know that backstory lore of behind him, and just the great job that the voice actor did for him. Oh, uh, and and was really expanding that character so much and making him like more than just the more than just a monster. Well, the best the best way I could describe it is like when, when Sam Witwer in Clone Wars and in Rebels gave so much more of a voice and, and showing how intelligent and articulate Maul was that he wasn't just an angry savage as we kind of looked at him in uh, in Phantom Menace. I kind of equate that uh, to very similar, and people are going to laugh at this maybe, as like Wile E. Coyote in the old Looney Tunes cartoons. Mm. You know, because for, for the longest time... Understand. The longest time you see Wiley Coyote just hungry going after Roadrunner, but then you got those episodes where you find out that Wiley Coyote's super genius and he starts talking and he's articulate and he's intelligent and it's it's almost like that. That's how I yeah. looked at Maul when all of a sudden we started really digging into the to the mental state of Darth Maul. Yeah, well, that's why I thought it was so interesting never, when they brought. I never doubted Maul's intelligence, even in his even in his first debut in. Phantom Menace, because I just saw his his silence and lack of speaking as uh, the Anakin and Qui Gon and Obi Wan were his targets. Yeah, you don't talk to your targets. He was a hunter. You just take him out. Yeah, they're beneath you. You don't need to to explain anything to them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting when they brought in his brother. When they brought in Savage, and the you know Savage was almost what I think a lot of people thought that Maul was was this just force of this just brute force nature and you know, but he wasn't like I like we said before he was in many ways he was a Sith Sith if that makes any sense you know he he was he a studied, he was a, he was student, a student of the game, yeah. Yeah. Yes. He he very much he very much was like the the perfect example of a good Sith apprentice. Yeah. 
you know, where Dooku was more of the aristocrat. Vader was just out of control. Um, uh, but you look back, you look back on the uh, older uh, Sith like Bane or or Revan or you know uh, the Nihilus and, and, and stuff, and and Maul would really fit into their category as Sith. Mm-hmm. Maul, Maul oh, yeah, was definitely. old school Sith. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he, one could argue he was the last of the of the old school Sith. Oh yeah. Well, I think he he believed. I think of the three, the last three of the of the, of the Sith apprentices of Maul, Dooku, and then Vader. Maul believed the propaganda. Maul was a, I wouldn't say believe the propaganda, I'd say Maul was a true believer. Right. I don't know, I don't think Duke, I think Dooku was using the Sith for his own gain. Vader was just there because he thought he had no other option. Maul was a true believer. Mm -hmm. He believed that he was doing the best, not only for for himself, but for the galaxy. And he believed in the Sith way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that the other two... I don't even know if Palpatine truly believed in the Sith way. That For Palpatine, it was all about personal power. Which to him was the Sith way. Yeah, yeah. And he's not technically wrong. No. You know, but when you break it down to its essentials, Maul was very much fit for the lifestyle of the Sith because the Sith, especially after the introduction of the Rule of Two... The Sith very much was survival of the fittest. The idea was an apprentice should kill his master. Yeah. So, that what, who's more perfect for that than a hunter? Oh, yeah. Really? You know? Who's more perfect for that, that kill-or-be-killed mentality than a hunter? Maul was born for, for the dark side. Yeah. I just think it would have been great to see Maul come back and kill Palpatine. That, that would have been, cool. that would have been interesting, uh, but I would have loved to see an Anakin Maul fight. Yeah, or Vader, or at least Vader before the suit. Hell, even Vader after the suit, like in Rebels. If we could have had Maul and Vader cross blades once, yeah. Because I think I think having Maul. Kill, uh, uh, fight Palpatine and kill Palpatine. That takes away from Vader's redemption. That was the key part of Vader's redemption was him throwing Palpatine over the over the uh, the railing. The, uh, yeah. the railing. I didn't say I mean, fit. I just said it. I thought it would be cool. Yeah, I mean, it was it would be interesting. Like, what if story, which. Star Wars Theory, if you're watching this, I know you do these what-if videos. There's one for you. What if Maul killed Palpatine? Have you guys ever, have you guys ever seen the uh, Star Wars what-if theory of uh, making Anakin a Kraish Master? <laughs> no, I did not. No. Oh, it was this great long one I found a while <laughs> ago. And it, it talked about, like, what was his biggest problem? Attachments. So... Make him in charge of all the younglings so that he has to hand them off to the Jedi to become Padawans eventually and help him get over his attachments. Oh. Hmm. 
and 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 they they came up with this whole thing of of Anakin was a great crash master because he was never wrong about who was whose Padawan. Huh. Hmm. Well, that, that that's the one thing. Like, I know we got to delve in one day to to the uh, actual uh, characters of Star Wars as we've been doing with the women series. Uh, yeah. We've really got to de- delve into Anakin because before his downfall and becoming Vader, as much as we just sang the praises of Darth Maul, Anakin really was a student of the Jedi. Yeah. I mean, that boy wasn't just naturally gifted. I mean, he studied hard. Even in the books and the comics, he knew every Jedi Master, every Padawan. He knew their strengths and their weaknesses, their fighting styles, how they meditated. He studied the whole entire Jedi Order. Yeah. You know, and we could definitely delve into into some of that shit, because that's, that's borderline creepy how much he studied. <laughs> mm. And it it served him well when he did get in the suit because, like you said, he knew every style, he knew every strength, every weakness. Yep. So once he was Vader and he was out hunting these Jedi, he yeah he had quite an advantage, and he had an advantage of teaching his uh the um. Yeah, I can't think what they call them now. The people, the the hunt, the Jedi hunters. Oh, the Inquisitors. The Inquisitors of telling them, "Hey, these, this is your fighting. These are his weaknesses." No, you're not wrong. You're you're not wrong. Yeah. You've definitely got to pa- pass that on. And you, um, you know, he kind of did. You know, he kind of did that. I know. Again, it's legends more than anything else. He did that in the Force Unleashed with Star Killer. Yeah. Yep. You know, Starkiller was trained by Vader to know how to kill Shakti and and uh, I forget the uh, Co- General Coda and I forget the one that was at the uh, Raxus Prime Junk Temple. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've played. Any uh, of those I, I, for, I forgot his name for, for Raxus. Yeah, you know, but but he didn't end up killing Coda. No, but he blinded him. He blinded him. him. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of parallels between Coda and Kanan. There really mm. is. Yeah. Almost like they recycled the character. What? <laughs> Except for instead of a Jedi general, now we have just a young Padawan who changed his name. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um. We also, I've also finally got to see uh, the. I don't know if you call it a trailer, but the first look at uh, the Mandalorian, and I was impressed. Right, I, that costume again, design and that, that oh. set design is on point. Yes, it and, looks like a Star Wars story. It looks like it fits within the universe. Man, it looks. Was I it wrong? It looks like a western, a, an old western feel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely had that old western feel. And I love seeing that all the aliens, that we're going to see all these weird aliens again that, you know, almost re- reminiscent of the cantina scene. See, that's you, can't space, you can't get more space western than the cantina. Oh, no. See, that, that's, one thing, that's one thing I think the current, the current stage of Star Wars has been missing a lot is, is the familiar aliens populating the galaxy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we've seen a couple new aliens in, in like, The Force Awakens, and all, but uh, 
and we saw a couple of them on Canto Bite in, in Last Jedi. But for the most part, like Twi'leks and and Zbrats and 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 uh, Bothans and Solistians uh, uh, and 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 all, they were all really kind of missing from this this new yeah. trilogy. So yeah. I'm really well, hoping that not only do we I, get to see the weird aliens, but we see familiar ones. And I think I mean I think that's one thing that really separated. Star Wars from the other star franchise, Trek, was in Star Trek, most of the aliens are just humans with little ridges on their nose or bumpy foreheads or pointy ears. Whereas in Star Wars, you have these very unique, different aliens that you looked and like, oh, that looks nothing like a human. With the exception of the devil. <laughs> yes. I'll, yeah. I, they, what... In the cantina uh, scene on A New Hope, you had one yeah. guy dressed as a devil. We had another guy yeah. in a werewolf costume. Like, they were just yes. reaching. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Whatever works, works. That's true. They they recycled uh, uh, some old Doctor Who uh, costumes for some of the bounty hunters. Hmm. That is and, true. Uh, Never thought yeah. about that, but that is true. Yeah, we're talking yeah. like the old, old black and white Doctor Who stuff, mm. which is really fitting for George Lucas when he was creating Star Wars, anyway, because of the fact that he did really base it off of the Flash Gordon serials. He loved the old yeah. black and white serial TV shows, so that yeah. definitely makes a lot of sense. Hey, I'll take that from one of the longest running uh, TV serials on television, even back then. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty so. sure they were on Tom Baker by the time Star Wars rolled around. <laughs> I'm not a Whovian, so I couldn't tell you the full details. I just I, hashtag I best doctor. <laughs> I could just tell you that I respect a franchise that lasts that long. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I have yet to see the uh, not me not being a gamer. I have yet to see the uh, uh, the new. Um, Fall, uh, Jedi Fallen Order trailer, um, but at least the whole thing, the, the, what I've seen, it looks really impressive. But like I said, I'm not much of a gamer as far as that type of a game, those type I of know, games go. I know that a lot of people are holding their breath on this one mm-hmm. because after Battlefront 2, they don't trust EA. Yeah. Because they're afraid... Of, uh, of, of EA just riddling it with microtransactions and loot boxes and making it pay to win. And they don't actually yeah. trust that EA is going to actually put out a single player game. Yeah. I see. I, I, I would make that argument more for Battlefront 1. Battlefront 2, yeah, there was the, 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 the debacle with the uh, loot crate stuff in the beginning. But, I mean, if I had any real complaint about Battlefront 2 is the fact that the campaign was short. Yeah. It was there, and they did give us a DLC with Resurrection, but I would have liked a little bit longer of a, of a solo campaign out of Battlefront 2. But overall, I don't think I think Battlefront 1 was actually worse than Battlefront 2. Personal opinion, shoot me if you want, yeah. but, you know looking at it for what it is, 
I I, th- I actually thought Battlefront Two was the better game. I, I, from the kind of gamer I am, I very much prefer RPGs and 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 stuff like that. So single player is is really my my bread and butter. I don't do a yeah. whole ton of multiplayer. I, I, I play it sometimes, but it's really, I'm going to be getting on a multiplayer lobby with people that I know. Yeah. Well, no, that I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I don't mind MMORPGs <coughs> like uh, Dungeons & Dragons Online or, or Neverwinter on consoles or, you know, Fallout 76 or Elder Scrolls Online, sure, but I would rather sit down and play a single-player RPG Hell, right on this channel, you can go scroll down and look at all my Let's Plays of, of game series. I rarely play multiplayer with people because of the fact that I, I get more enjoyment out of the story immersion. Yeah. Than I do from just sitting there and, and having stupid banter while bashing buttons. Even though we have yeah. Call of Duty and uh, Order 69 Battlefront 2 plays with... with parties of people order 69 that was born that was born because uh for a little while we were connected up to another podcast called uh uh, the cocky cockpit they (laughs) unfortunately had closed down uh to pursue other avenues adventures you know but uh order 69 was born from us all getting together and playing battlefront 2 every week together (laughs) with with fans that listened in so, and it, I was actually asked by the creator of Order Six, uh, uh, Hockey Cockpit to keep Order Six, uh, Order 69 alive. So that, that's why we still run it on occasion. I, I know I'm definitely planning on picking up uh, La- uh, Jedi Fallen Order like as soon as it launches. Because I know for Realm of the Mist, I definitely wanted to be able to do like uh, maybe a Let's Play and a review podcast for it for Press A Gaming. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I, I'm definitely planning on picking it up as soon as it launches. Whether or not it's actually going to be any good or not, I'm also kind of holding on with bated breath there. It looks really great, and it looks like it's going to scratch that itch I've had for a while. But I also don't trust EA. Because well, the they, only, they've mishandled the a lot of games. The only negative, which by the way, uh, you heard it here first, folks, uh... Zephyr is going to be running the Let's Play of Jedi Fallen Order, which means I could buy the game and just fucking play it. That's awesome. I'm happy about that. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, I, the only thing I've heard, negative I've really heard about Jedi Fallen Order right now, which, you know, goes back to politics, is there are, I've been seeing reports of people being pissed off that the main protagonist in the story is white. Hmm. I mean, there's still the distinct possibility that they're going to throw a custom character at us. But that's something might, I was they thinking, might be too. Showing somebody, showing, because uh, getting a look at the protag- main protagonist they've shown in the trailer so far, he looks super plain. Like, I have a feeling that we're going to get custom character thrown at us, because yeah, exactly. he, he definitely looks just ordinary. Well, see, that, that's where I was going to go with it. It's like, you know, wait until we actually see some, you know, gameplay or even more so, like, uh, to see if there is a custom creation to it. Because right now, to me, the character is kind of like Commander Shepard of, of Mass Effect. The marketing showed uh, a very vanilla character 
a default character, but once you got the game, you knew you could create man, woman, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, whatever you wanted. So there's nothing to say that you can't do that in this game. We just haven't seen yeah. it yet. Yeah. yeah. And just about everything that we've been shown so far uh, doesn't really give any uh, anything to tell us there won't be any custom character creation. Yeah. So, so I that 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 that's kind of where I was going with it. Is at the we end have, of the... we haven't been given a name for the protagonist yet. Which I'm really excited to find out what his name is. Well, that's 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 one of the reasons why I'm leaning toward they're probably they're probably going to throw a custom character at us, is because they haven't given us a name, and they've dropped the trailer already. So, if they don't mm. give us a, a name to the character in any subsequent trailers. It's a safe bet that we're probably going to get custom character. Well, again, not to not to not to throw Mass Effect into the into the equation again, but remember, with Mass Effect, you had full customization, and the only thing that was set was the fact that the character's last name would be Shepard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it's very possible they could drop a name and call the character Skywalker, but you can have a custom first name because you're creating a custom character. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously he's not going to be a Skywalker. I'm just throwing a name out there, but I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. You know. I so. did like I did like the fact that someone pointed out that you had a with with Mark Hamill, you had a Jedi who ended up playing the Joker and now you have a jo- the Joker who's going to end up playing a Jedi. Not wrong. <laughs> not wrong at all. But, uh, so, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for Jedi Fallen Order. For the people that are naysayers because of uh, the character being too vanilla for them or whatever else, wait and see. Like, like Zepp said, yeah. we don't know what the game's going to entail. And until, until we see if there is or is not a customization, is or is not a full character name, is or is not a, a completely linear story that requires a a uh, non-random protagonist to it. You don't yeah. really know if that's going to be final product. Mm-hmm. I know I'm definitely going to be keeping my uh, eyes out for any news related to Fallen Order until it launches. And of yeah. course you heard it here f- first, folks. Press A Gaming will have a Let's Play of Jedi Fallen Order from day of release, hosted by Keith Zephyr Partlow. And of course, we will probably be doing be doing a panel review of it on Press A Gaming Podcast coming very very soon. Yeah, I'll give you three guesses what the name of my character is if they let me name it. <laughs> Harvey. Jebediah. <laughs> Shinene. You're gonna use all three Shinene. guesses, aren't you? Shanene. <laughs> yes. Shanene. Yeah, yes. You, dude, you, def- you have to name her Shanene. <laughs> if I Shanene remember Zephyr. it once it launches, we gotta wait till November, remember. Uh, November, yeah. remember. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna wrap things up here at War of the Stars. And, um,. But yeah, celebration has come and gone, and now it's just looking forward to all the things coming coming in the future. So, 
a lot of exciting things to finally a lot of exciting things. I think this is the first time in a while that I am hopeful and excited and like what's the word I'm looking for optimistic about the about Star Wars. Um, for a while after Last Jedi and the backlash with that, I there wasn't really a lot of optimism, and I feel that optimism is back. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, I'm kind of on the opposite end of the coin. Like, I, uh, yes, I'm obviously excited for the new material coming out. Uh, I'm stupidly excited for Episode Nine, but I mean, I've always been optimistic for what follows. I think one of the biggest things I'm feeling, especially after the celebration, is that just knowing that we're getting that much closer to the end of 40 years of storytelling mm-hmm. uh, with the Skywalker saga. And I, I'm, I'm very saddened by the fact that I know yeah. this is the final film. Yes, yeah. Star Wars will live on, live on, but the Star Wars that I've always known is ending. So yeah. it's, it's a very bittersweet pill. I agree. I agree. But. So, I mean, that's, that's just the way I see it. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't diminish my excitement for, for what is to come and what is going to come in the future. I will always always in motion the future is. <laughs> always in motion. Uh, yep. Did they ever All... name what species Yoda was? No. And I hope they never do. They kind of did. They kind of did. Luke, uh, Lucas originally, a long time ago, was talking about Yoda being a will. Mm. It was never no. cemented in canon, but Lucas was hinting that Yoda's ca- uh, race was supposed to be the wills. At least within uh, concept creation of Yoda. Yeah. So, of course, things have changed since then. Yeah, definitely. But I think that was the closest they ever gave to Yoda's identity. Or racial identity. Yoda, race, Muppet. (laughs) (laughs) Mutated Kermit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... So let's get things wrapped up, and we'll start with you, uh, Keith. Keith, where can people reach you at? Uh, you guys can find me on the Realm of the Mythos website. Uh, any any podcast that they happen to Shanghai me into at the time, and uh, Press A Gaming. Once we get that started rolling. And Chris, where can people find you at? You can find me exclusively wherever the Realm of the Mist logo pops up at the beginning of the podcast. That's right. And you can find me right here every Wednesday night on War of the Stars and elsewhere on Realm of the Mist whenever I get a chance to be a guest on one of those shows. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Mark Tolly, on Twitter at John Mark Tolly one because I'm, of course, the number one John Mark Tolly on Twitter. On Instagram at John Tolly 3930. And everywhere else, Realm of the Mist uh, is you can find me there, and you can also remember if you like the show, remember to 
Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, remember to like and subscribe. Uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes if you're listening there. If you're on Anchor, remember to give us uh, support us there. And also uh, on Patreon. And also buy the new War of the Stars t-shirt. Merchandise page on the website coming soon. Also, let's not forget... Uh, besides, since we're talking about merchandise, yes, uh, War of the Stars, a, a, a custom T-shirt that is designed by uh, Mr. John Martulli himself, yes. will be available for purchase through the website. Just go to the merchandise page. That will be up soon. But yes. also another member of Rumble. $25 for... Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm go sorry. ahead. No, no. But promote your shirt. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, the, uh, $25 for U.S. and Canada. Uh, $35 for international is going to be the price of the shirt. So there you go. And also another panelist of ours, uh, miss, uh, Kristen Stovall, as many of you who listen to our podcast for a while, know she is a, uh, author of the song of souls trilogy. And she did complete her third book. She's in the editing process. It's going to be releasing very, very soon. We will be <coughs> linking to the merchandise page for her as well, where you can connect directly to be able to not only purchase book one and book two, but to be able to order and purchase book three when it releases. So keep an eye out on that on the Realm of the Mist website, seen in the description down below. Good gift ideas if you're married to a bibliophile. <laughs> yeah. He used big words. Also, <laughs> also, the link leading to this merchandise on the website is totally going to read merchandising, 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 right? Actually, right now it just says merch, but it might. It might have to switch to that. Come on, we have to make the Spaceballs reference. Well, it, it's not too different from uh, the website I used to have for my old band, which was called Disillusion Purity. And uh, we abbreviated Disillusion Purity as DIP. So when we had a website for the longest yep. time... Uh, the merchandise page was called Dip Shit. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. Always great to end the show with a laugh. Uh, so next week we will bring back our look at the women of Star Wars. And this time we're going to look at some of the unsung women of Star Wars. Uh, some of uh, A lot of the char female characters that may not have gotten a lot of the love or uh, just some of the characters that were background characters or didn't get a lot of look at, we didn't really get a lot of look at them in maybe the main movies, but were expanded on more in the books, the, the animated series and the comics. So look forward to, so look forward to that until then uh, may the force be with you always. <laughs> <laughs>